The global flood happened. You know, we have the exact same story told throughout the world. You know, like I said earlier, 277 different stories from different cultures around the world, this very same event. Uh, you know, if the flood did not happen, you know, why are we finding fish bones and seashells on top of Mount Everest? Why are we finding whale bones in the middle of the desert? You know, why at the base of Mount Ararat, where Noah supposedly landed, we still have the oldest vineyards known to the world today? You know, too much evidence points to support a, a flood account. But it also goes back to maybe the blood. A lot of stuff's talking about the blood, like you're talking about. Maybe all the other bloodlines in the world were corrupted by the Nephilim. And the whole point was to corrupt human DNA, the blood of humans. It was to corrupt it, to, to, to taint God's creation, to take away what, was, what God had made perfect, and to the point where God even said, I'm sorry I even made it. Is how can one convert animals or trees? You know, because science scientists do that now. You know, nothing new is under the sun, right? You know, through genome, through DNA, modern man can corrupt God's creation now, and we do. It isn't that, you know, why God brought the floods. You know, it was to restore His creation that the fallen angels had corrupted through the teaching of forbidden knowledge and sin, and also, you know, the the DNA gene pool being diluted. You know, the word here in verse 9, blameless, you know, that's the Hebrew word uh, tamim. It refers to being free from defect. It is often used in sacrificial context to describe an unblemished animal presented to God. However, this does not mean that Noah was sinless. In the second month of the seventeenth day of the month, on that day all the fountains of the great deep burst forth, and the windows of heaven were opened. So not only was the rain coming from above, water was bursting forth from underneath. Any crack like in concrete, it follows the path of least resistance. So when you look at the globe now, Underneath the ocean beds, you have what's called the oceanic ridge. And this goes around the globe like the seam of a baseball. And when you look at this oceanic ridge, it's like a perfect puzzle piece that goes around all the land of the continents today. So what happened is when it met the resistance and suddenly stopped, that's how you get all the uh, mountain ranges of today. And when you look at all the major mountain ranges in the world, they all line up perfectly parallel with the oceanic ridge. Well, so what you're trying to tell me is, and I'm 100% on board with you, we can thank the flood for the Smokies, is what you're saying. The rainbow is in every throne room scene. If you go through Revelation, Isaiah, all these books were, they're called into the throne room of God. It either calls it explicitly a rainbow above his head, or they describe it like, like barrel and onyx and all these multiple, multiple colors around above the throne of God. And any time that you're in the courtroom, what's the number one thing you can hope for? You can just hope that the judge is fair and just and true to his word. So what is more 
comforting to mankind when you're standing in the throne room of God, the judge and ruler of all, and you see his rainbow above his head. That's a reminder that God is just and he keeps his promises. He keeps his promises.